Hey guys, welcome back. Truly Imperfect, episode two. Thank you so much for listening to us again. Um, our first episode was a little a little rocky there, but we received nothing but good feedback from our family and friends, so we do appreciate you guys listening to us. Yeah, we hope you liked it, and uh, we hope you continue listening with us. Um, so, how's everybody's new year going so far? Uh, I know that we've kind of broke what we said we were going to do. <laughs> first night, actually. Yeah, it was it was a long it wasn't a long day, but it was. You can't. You can't I came home. You had a migraine, and yeah, I didn't feel like cooking, so we ate out. Yeah. I had a long day too, though. I worked a ten-hour day. Yeah, you did. So I was kind of like, I don't want to cook if she's, especially if she's not feeling well either. So we <laughs> we did what we uh, said we wouldn't do. Spend um, on fast food. Yeah, but, oh well. That's why I say don't make Whoops. these these things, but we did it anyway, right? Yeah. And then we went to Chicago this weekend, where we ate out at three or four different places. Oh gosh, yes. Um, just good food, though, for the most part. Yeah, when did we eat? We had... The breakfast at La Peep. And that was, that was pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I I think that's been, I haven't been to the one in Indianapolis, but, um, and I haven't got, been to the one in Chicago for, I want to say for years. I went to La Peep when I was like 12 years old, and I got one of those ooey gooey English muffin cinnamon roll things. Those were pretty good, but I hadn't been there since I was like 12 years old. So, when we went there yesterday with a family and everything, and... We got the, I mean, it's just a bougie place. It's just a... Yeah, I always forget that their portions are bigger than, you know, the names lead. You know, it, it makes you sound like, it makes it sound like their portions are going to be like a little, you know, tiny, your average American portion, like what you should be eating. But no, like they're, it's basically enough for two people. Yeah. I didn't even finish my breakfast. Uh, I didn't finish my pancakes. Pancakes are already a struggle to finish anyway. And I, and I was an idiot and did the pancakes last. I don't know why. <laughs> but then I ate your sister's taquitos too. Oh yeah, they had breakfast taquitos, which they looked really good. But they weren't that great. Oh, well. They good. were, they were wrapped in like the corn tortillas and they were kind of cold. They weren't fried up. So it was kind of, you know, whatever. And you know, Jackie had already smothered them in sour cream and and everything. So, um, you know, oh well, <laughs> it was still good though. Yeah, definitely. Le pip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then what else did we do? We after that we went to go see my grandma. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> spoken Spanish the whole time. I don't really know Spanish all that all that well. Um. But it's growing on me. And she's learning some English, too. Every time she sees me, she goes, Hello, Pearson. Hello. <laughs> That's about it, though. <laughs> yeah, I think my grandma understands more than she can actually speak. But it's cute whenever she tries. Your grandma and I are a lot alike, though. Like, she listens to English music and, you know, bumps to it. Like, I remember when I first met her, she was listening to... Uh, Michael Jackson. And she's just sitting there in the kitchen dancing and everything. And 
And I listen to Mexican music and, you know, I don't know what they're saying and I'm just dancing. You know? Oh, yeah. My grandma growing up, she listened to a lot of Michael Jackson, a lot of Beatles. She is such a huge Beatles fan. Yeah. And she sits there and dance. has probably no idea what they're saying. No, which you would think you know? that listening to English music, she would have picked up on a couple of words, but no. And you would think that same thing with me, but yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. Every time I listen to a Hispanic song, I'm just sitting there, you know, singing it. And she's just like, what do you, you, you know what they're saying? No, I have no idea. They're, they're talking about, you know, killing somebody. Like, what? What? Oh. <laughs> oh, well. Well, it's still a good beat. Or about drugs. Yeah, drugs or whatever. Women. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> oh, well. I think that's the funny part of it because I know uh, my dad, he would listen to this French singer and mostly just because he liked the way she looked, not really about her voice, but he would listen to her nonstop and it's like, do you even know what she's singing about? And he's like, well, no, but I mean, she's got a beautiful voice. She's got a beautiful body. I mean, why not? But who was it? I have no idea what her name was, Mm. but I I think for music though, it's like, who, who really cares exactly like what they're saying? I guess. Um, I mean, I guess in a way, but I mean, for me, I listen to more of the beat. If it, it gets me moving, that's, that's what music does for me. Like if I enjoy the movement or the beat of the music or the, um, I, I don't know if it gets you flowing, if it gets your, your, your vibes going, if it makes you have a good time, then I say whatever, who cares? Well, which is funny though, because when you're a kid, you don't really understand the meaning behind music. You just like right. the beat of it. I know um, when I was growing up, Daddy Yankee was such, such a huge, and he still is, but he was like just now becoming like a huge artist in the reggaeton scene. And there was this song, um, Gasolina, which if you're, if you listen to Spanish music, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, my sister and I would like listen to it and dance to it. My dad would not have it. He would turn off the music. He was like, you guys have no idea what he actually is talking about this song is so perverted it's not for children you cannot listen to this and we never understood why until as we got older and you know kids at school would explain to us what things are and we you know you start learning those you know slang phrases and things like that it's just like it clicked and it's like oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> yeah my mom would occasionally do that as well like we would probably we would listen to when we was kid in in Cali. We'd listen to um, uh, Radio Disney, or on the occasion, uh, I forget what ninety eight point Kiss FM, and, <laughs> and uh, you know, which was kind of the same thing. I think that's why we occasionally listened to Kiss FM um, was because <laughs> of uh, you know it's kind of the same thing, but. Uh, like a like, I remember specifically, uh, Christina Aguilera song "Genie in a Bottle" would come on, <laughs> and it was like the summer of 1998 or something like that when that song came out. And my mom's like, "Nope, not listening to this one, guys." And I was just like, "Why not, mom? It's just about uh, a genie. Have you seen Aladdin, mom? <laughs> like, it's just a genie in a bottle." And you know, I was just like, "She's like, nope, that's not what it means at all." And I was like, who cares? It's got a good beat. And I was so upset at her. But then, but at the same time, I, I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. I still love you, mom. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's definitely like as a as a kid, you just don't understand why you think your parents are. You know, they're they're you know you think they're trying to be mean, controlling. You know, not fun. But in reality, is we don't as children we don't know the meaning behind these songs, and it's the same with you know TV and movies and things like that. It's just yeah. it just gets lost in that. You know, we don't know the the adult humor behind it because a lot of shows and movies have that hidden in there. Even in kids' movies, though, like yeah. like what we were talking about tonight with with the guy, he's like, yeah, I, I love the Grinch because every other joke in that movie is is an adult joke, but it goes over the kids' heads and they just sit there and laugh because <laughs> they think they get it, but really they don't. Yeah, and it it's so true. Like even like in Shrek. Like, you watch Shrek now as an adult, and you go, how was I allowed to watch this movie as a kid? Mm-hmm. Like, or, you know, but I don't know. Or, uh, like, the Captain Underpants books. Like, I my see, parents... I didn't, I didn't really read those. ...did not like that I would read those. And honestly, Is it like... Is because it's a kid in his underwear? It's not even... That's just, like, the idiotic things that he would do. It's just... It's basically those books are so, so stupid. Like, it's not... It's not even worth the read, but because you're a child, you find that entertaining. Well, they put those at our at our libraries and and which is true. But when I was in when I used to go to elementary school in, in Evanston, um, I remember that there was a petition that the parents started to have those books removed from the library and from the um, Scholastic Book Fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because parents did not like how it just it was a stupid. It's a stupid book. Like there's it's a stupid book and. Did you get excited about the Scholastic Book Fair as a kid? Yeah. See, I never did. Oh my gosh, it was Every, it was the best. Like they would send out the catalogs, and all the kids in my class would be like, "Dude, no way, dude! I'm gonna get the new Treehouse book, and 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 read on what happened with Emily and and Tom, and we're gonna go on at book fifty four, bro." And I'm just like, "Yeah, man, I I don't read, I can't read." <laughs> Yeah, but see, it's just, it's so funny to think about things like that. Like, even with language barriers and even, you know, it's one thing, but then you have the barrier of being a child and then being an adult and not understanding what, you know, what the adults understand, if that makes sense. What do you mean? Can you elaborate a little bit? Like, with language, it's so hard because if you don't understand... Like, my grandma, for example, she never understood why I loved those Captain Underpants books. Mm. She thought it was funny. Like, the drawings were funny to her, but she never understood what. But then you give it to my uncles, and they're like, what are, what are you reading? Like, this is garbage. And then I would get upset, but then my grandma's like, why? You know, it's a kid book. Like, it's harmless. And, you know, it's just that lost in translation Right. In not only language, but in generation as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think this is why it's super important that, man, I tell you, Hispanic kids living in America have a huge benefit of learning both languages. Uh, you know, what's what's appropriate, what's not appropriate in both languages, in both cultures. Because um, for me, like, when we go to your grandma's house, and when we used to go especially... We would sit around that table mm-hmm. and we could be talking. We could, you guys could have been talking some really interesting dialogue. And I had no idea what you guys were saying. 
And I could have been involved in the conversation if I would have known Spanish, had some really good conversation, and would know your grandmother better, too. And she would probably know me better, you know. Um, So, I don't know. It's kind of... Yeah, it's hard. There's some times where, you know, we're laughing, sitting around laughing, and it's a good joke. And it's hard for me to translate in English, so that way it has the same effect you know, as it does in Spanish. And yeah. in English, it's just like, oh, well, it's really not as funny. It also kind of, you know, isn't the best of times either when you're sitting around and you hear, and the joke is about you, maybe, or they say something about you, too. Like, you have that, that you know, Spanish, 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 and then Pearson. <laughs> more Spanish. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, yes. Pearson's saying, wait, what? What? what was that one? Oh, nothing, gordito. They say you're so cute. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think, yeah. It, I I don't know. I think when we have kids, too, like, definitely teach them both. I mean, that's definitely going to be something that that we do. And I'll probably have my kids saying things they shouldn't to me. But, <laughs> oh, daddy doesn't understand. It's in Spanish. <laughs> No, definitely. I mean, my first language was Spanish, just because my mom—that's her—that was her native language, and that's she didn't really learn English until. Oh goodness! I think after she had me or my sister, um, she like her English was not very good, and she kept learning as we learned. So Spanish was definitely my first language, and because of that, I had a lot of. Um, bilingual classes in my old elementary school and it was a culture shock when we moved here because there was nothing like that and because Spanish was my first language the school corporation here in Indiana thought well then she will she's probably going to struggle with English classes and so you know I was put in (laughs) no I was put in all these ESL classes up until my freshman year in high school which was ridiculous. And it's like, my grades are not suffering. I don't, you guys understand me and I understand you. I don't know what the issue is. And every year it would be like, oh, you pass the test, but there's a new requirement now that you have to pass. And it was the case. And it was really annoying because they would point to a chair and ask me, oh, what is this? A chair? Oh, then what do you use the chair for? Uh, you sit on it? And the questions were so basic that it made me frustrated because it's like, you guys are making me feel bad for knowing another language, for not being, you know, only knowing English. And that really made me feel, that made me really upset Yeah. as a student. And it kind of made me feel, you know, a little bit judged in a way. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's the school systems are like that now. Especially, I don't, I don't know, like around here maybe, but I wonder if around like the country, like in other places like Chicago. Or... Well, we, like I said, I had bilingual classes, so I had some teachers who spoke Spanish, but they were, they were also speaking English to the other students. So it was a mixed classroom mm. and you either thrived or you didn't. Mm-hmm. And obviously like I never got held back. So I thrived in, you know, both languages and I was fine. So it was just frustrating that that wasn't also it like it didn't show when I came to school here. 
when I met the teacher, when I met the principal, it was, I just felt like I, it wasn't a very welcoming feeling. Yeah. Well, for someone who did get help back <laughs> and failed in one language, the only language they spoke, <laughs> I'd say you're doing all right. So my thing is, like, I know um, you grew up in California, mm-hmm. and I know we talked about it with your parents, and your parents even questioned themselves as to why you and your brother didn't pick up more Spanish for having a Spanish babysitter, Spanish-speaking babysitter. Well, I think for that, um, she um, was, I think trying to learn English as much as possible herself. So I feel, I don't know, I feel like with someone who comes to America, doesn't speak English, speaks Spanish, or or even, it doesn't have to be a Hispanic person mm-hmm. coming to America who doesn't Anybody, speak English, yeah. Chinese, Japanese, you know, any Asian culture, whatever... Um, I think they're, they're trying to learn English and not trying to teach what they, their language is or their culture, because you're in America where you speak English. Mm -hmm. Why do you need to learn Spanish? I think that may be their mindset. Um, or why would you need to know Chinese? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I think that may be their mindset. So I think... I think my babysitter and the people that were around in that, um, cause she had a, a huge, she did everything from home and she probably had, I don't, I don't know. I want to say like tw- anywhere from like 12 to 20 kids at her house. Wow. I, I, I want to say maybe it's smaller. I don't know. I might be exaggerating, but it seemed like a lot of kids to me uh-huh. at the time. Um, and she had all kinds of different kids there. Spanish kids. We had black kids. We had um, the white kids. And we were all just one. Nobody was... We didn't really know segregation or anything at that time. We were little kids. But she kind of... Um, I felt like just wanted to learn how to speak with us. So she was trying mm-hmm. to learn English from us, I guess. And um, not teach us Spanish. So she didn't really speak a lot of Spanish in front of us. Hmm. Um, I remember, though, that when my brother and I would go to our friend's house from church, they were Chilean, and they would um, <laughs> they would have their kids do a prayer in Spanish and in English. Mm-hmm. So they would do the English one for my brother and I first, and, and themselves, I think, to get their kids to be able to speak English. And then they would do the Chilean, the Spanish um, prayer next. And as a naive kid, mm-hmm. my brother and I just laughed. We would just laugh because it sounded yeah. funny. It's, yeah. uh, it, it sounded like, you know, gibberish to us. You, you know, when you're a kid, you're going and making up language and, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. You're playing, you know, cowboys and Indians and going, you know, somebody's got to have a different, yeah. you know. Or aliens or whatever. And so it sounded like it's almost like it was completely foreign to us. It was completely. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we would we would laugh and his parents, their, their parents would kind of get on us like, hey, 
you know, why are you guys laughing? This is this is our culture. This is where we're from. This is how we talk and where we're from. But that was it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Sorry. You know, we didn't mean to, I guess, or we just thought it was funny. I don't know. Yeah. But they wouldn't teach us that. Mm-hmm. No one's ever, including yourself, has ever really <laughs> taught us how to... Um, so, at a point, I mean, I definitely take blame for it. And I'm sure, I'm sure my parents probably feel a little upset about that too, that they, and I'm sure for themselves that they didn't take the time to learn Spanish. But at the same time, no one took the time to teach us. I mean, we didn't have that in school and which was shocking too, that we didn't have Spanish in California. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I would say, I would say a third of my, my school in California was Hispanic. Mm -hmm. Um, the school that I went to in California was very, um, diversified. Uh, we had all walks of life, um, at our school. Um, so I don't know. I think, uh, I don't know. I, I, I take blame for it for myself that I didn't have an interest to learn it. But at the same time, no one ever took the time to teach us. Yeah, and that's my thing. I find it interesting because a lot of people um, have, you know, made comments like, this is America, you need to, you mm-hmm. know, learn English. Mm-hmm. You know, why should there, you know, when you call like a place to pay a bill or for you know, questions, you know, you'll, they'll have, like, two options. Press one for English, two for Spanish. Why we gotta like, have that? Yeah, like, yeah. why is that a thing? Like, yeah. this is America, right. you know, you come here and you learn English. Right. Which is true. Like, on that aspect, I do agree. I do agree if you come to a country and their main language is not yours, I feel like you need to take the time to learn it. Mm-hmm. At least, you know, the basics so you can, you know... You can get around and communicate with other people right. on everyday life. But I feel like like here in the United States, I view it as such a melting pot. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you have all these cultures, which I, I think that's the reason why my grandma hasn't really learned English. Is right. because Absolutely. where she's from, mm-hmm. she really doesn't need it. There's well, she, a lot of Hispanic... There's a there, Hispanic There is community. a... Yeah, I mean, it's almost... If... if if you've never been to um, the Hispanic area of Chicago, it's almost like a borough of Chicago. And it's not only for the Hispanics like that. It's, you know, we were, as soon as we exited the the Hispanic borough in Chicago yesterday, mm-hmm. we were like automatically into like um, the borough of where it was predominantly Jewish. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw like a lot of Jewish restaurants. I saw a lot of people who had, um, you know, the, the yarmulkes Mm -hmm. on and all that stuff, um, in that area. Mm -hmm. It's just crazy. And there's, there's a little Italy in Chicago. There is a a Chinatown. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure there's a Japanese district, Mm -hmm. um, you know, not rate, not even race, but there's a gay district in Chicago. You know, there's the, um, you know, just different areas yeah. of where people go who mm-hmm. are different. They, they, they're all right there together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know. And then like, 
even even the richer people of Chicago seemed like they had Lakeshore Drive, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. So they kind of stay right there in their own area. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for your grandma, like, she doesn't have to learn English mm-hmm. if she stays in her own little area. Yeah. You know? But it was like your mom said to me, like, when I was working with her before I even met you... Because I, I worked with Erzbeth's mom before I even knew Erzbeth when I first graduated high school and um, we worked together. Um, and she would she would always ask me things to have her translate. Pearson, you know, what does this say? And what is this? And and all that. Like, what does that mean? Okay. Oh, oh, okay, okay. So, but I would never go over to her and say, what does that mean in Spanish? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like... I don't know. I almost feel bad about that. Like, that I didn't, you know, want to... It wasn't that I didn't want to. It was that I just didn't have the, I don't know... The interest. The the needs to. The interest to. Right. Mm -hmm. We've, you know, we've kind of made it so easy. But if I I were to go to Mexico (laughs) and try to do this whole thing that they do, that, that... you know, people who foreigners have done to come into America, learning, learning a whole new culture and a whole new world, really, you know, I I don't know. It's kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. I mean, I think starting over, do you, but what I like is that my grandma tries, she tries to communicate with Pearson and she'll talk to Pearson in Spanish, but I think what she's doing now is doing it a little bit slower for you to understand. Yeah. Yeah. She kind of does the things for me that, um, she's like, okay, he should know what hola como estas means. Bien. Tu. You know. Um, buenos dias. You know. Come. Um, cause I'm always coming when I go, <laughs> go see her. Yeah. Uh, which is eating. Which is eating. She's always <laughs> making me food. Pearson, chili reineros? Yes, yes. See, si, see, si. yeah, see. Si. <laughs> um, but what do you think? Like, do you think that people have the right to, um, you know, like, what is your your point of view on other people learning other languages? Like, what I don't do know. you think that people need to learn English if you're going to be in the United States? I don't know. I think, um, you know, I think if it's all, if it's all love and if it's all care for the individual, I say, who cares? You know, like, look at my mom and your grandma. My mom has no idea what your grandma's saying. Your grandma <laughs> has no idea what my mom is saying, but they love each other to death. Every time, every time I see your grandma, she's just, mom, mom, your mom, bien? Yep. She's good. Okay. Okay. Stop being. Tell her I say hi. Yep. And I and I love her. Okay. <laughs> Every time. She did it yesterday. Yeah. I said, you'll see her next week. You know? Oh, yes. The, the, the look on her face. She just lit up. She couldn't wait. Yeah. And, you know, they have no idea what each other's saying. They have no idea they're, they're each other's backgrounds, anything. They just love each other. Yeah. You know? They're just... And I think, I think who cares if you... My my friend from work, Spanish, I have no idea what he says. We can hardly communicate with each other because of, you know, language barrier. 
we probably understand 5% of what we say to each other a day. <laughs> I have to get somebody to translate. He has to get somebody to translate for, for us, each other. But we get along great. Mm-hmm. We're best friends. You know, I got a, I got somebody at work who says to me, man, I, I don't, you're just friends with anybody. You can't even, you can't you even talk, a, you can't even speak the same language and you guys are best friends. I said, yeah, because it's not about the language. It's about the person. It's about your, it's about the, the relationship you have. It's about the heart. It's about your, your mindset. Mm-hmm. If you're going to let a language barrier, you know, mess up your relationships with somebody, you got to work on yourself here, you know? And I think that's a, that's a big reason why we are the way we are mm-hmm. in our country is that we're just so many people are just like, I ain't going to learn no Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. No one's saying you have to. He's just a person. He's just somebody, you yeah. know, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I do feel that if you're going to come to a country, you should take the time to learn the language. I agree. I agree. Um, you know, being bilingual, it's kind of hard sometimes just because, you know, I've worked in customer service. That's all I've worked in. Um, you know, I've worked in daycares and stuff like that, hospitals. And the thing that I, that I find annoying sometimes is that people just expect me to translate without asking mm. or being you know, or thank me for taking the time to translate something right now at work. They do like, you know, like, Hey, can you please do this? Oh, thank you so much. Like, but my thing is too, when I worked at T-Mobile, for example, there were Hispanics who would come in and I know they spoke English, but then they would, they would see me and it's like, Oh, I'm only going to speak Spanish. And we would have a line out the door. You would even have a thing on your, on your name tag that said, I didn't even have that yet. Oh. No, that was something that they added later on in my name tag. You know, you know because what? people used to think that um, someone described me as racially ambiguous. Meaning that, I mean, I could fly as a Hispanic, like a Mexican, or I can be, I look Indian or Filipino. Mm-hmm. You know, like people look at me and if you don't know me. You don't know what race I am. But it's so funny to me because automatically when a Hispanic person who speaks Spanish comes over to you, they automatically start speaking in Spanish to you. They do. I had that um, happen to me at work a few weeks ago. There was a woman that we just hired, and to me, she looked more Asian descent. Mm -hmm. And they started talking to her in Spanish. And I thought, wait. Is she Hispanic? She looks more Asian. Mm-hmm. Like it's I, I I don't I don't know I don't I don't understand like how is it that you may come off look as you're Indian, um, Filipino, even even possibly uh, another descent of Asian because of your eyes sometimes <laughs> you. They, they automatically just come over to you and speak Spanish. Well, they, they'll speak Spanish to me. But then um, I remember when we went to a pancake house here in Avon and there was like a Filipino family, they automatically started speaking to me in their native language. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I, I don't understand. And the lady goes, oh, you're not Filipino? And I said, no, I'm Mexican. Sorry. She's like, oh, no, no, no. Sorry. We thought you were this. And. 
when I was, um, you know, we had an Indian family come in at T-Mobile and they started speaking to me in their native language. Like they said, hello, how are you? And I literally did not know what they were saying. And they're like, oh, sorry, sorry. We thought you were Indian. Like, I apologize. And I said, oh, no, it's fine. Like, I'm actually Mexican. Like, I would have to explain to people. Which, I mean, I don't think you should be judging people by the way they look. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think, you know, you have to ask. So, I mean, Hispanics know and there's another Hispanic within, like, a, less than, like, a one-mile radius. Like, you can tell. But it growing up, it used to annoy me that people just assumed that I was Mexican. Yeah. I remember when we were working at Chipotle together and how how you would be working the front line and a Hispanic family would walk in and they would automatically talk to you in Spanish. Like, automatically. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't just with you. That was with some other Hispanic mm-hmm. people that worked there as well. They just automatically just right into, mm-hmm. right into Spanish. But how do they know that, like... I don't speak Spanish mm-hmm. at all. I mean, I could have been working that front line and just because, I mean, you always say to me that I don't look like I'm a, your average white guy. You say that I could <laughs> be Hispanic or something. So how would, I mean, I don't know. It's I don't just, know either. Like to me, if you're speaking English and I can tell that you're struggling and I can tell that you speak Spanish, I'll go ahead mm-hmm. and... You know, speak Spanish like I actually speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. But for the longest time, it annoyed me that people just assumed. And because of that, they would just speak Spanish, even though they spoke English just fine and understood it just fine. And they could have had someone else helping them. Yeah. And then my mom would explain to me, it's not because they're lazy. It's just because that trust, like you're one of us. Like I want to tr- I trust you more. Mm kind of like that um on what's it is it like an is it an unrequired trust that you you're not asking for that trust mm-hmm. but you just give like because you're the same race it's like you know what how it is to go through what they've going through mm-hmm. so if for the longest time i struggled that i felt offended that they even you know like what if i didn't speak english Right. You know, then I would have been judged because there are some, you know, Hispanics out there who literally do not speak any Spanish whatsoever. And their parents are, you know, they're immigrants, but they're born here. And so, and for the long, you know, they get judged for not knowing English. Yeah. See, that's where it kind of separates because it's kind of like, no, you're an American now. Yeah. You're going to speak English. Yeah. This is what they speak here. We're not teaching you Spanish. You're not in Mexico. You're not in another Hispanic country. Yeah, that's kind of... And it's comments like that because I would hear that not when growing up in Chicago, but when I moved here. Mm -hmm. I would hear comments like that that actually made me shy away from opening up and teaching others. Mm -hmm. Um, I would feel embarrassed about speaking Spanish out loud just because they looked at me different. Mm-hmm. You know, when I came and moved into Avon, it was just a culture shock. There wasn't very many Hispanics. That's for sure. It's definitely a culture shock when you move. Yeah, and there was maybe, like, another, maybe two more Hispanic kids in my grade alone. I moved here in sixth grade, and it was, oh, my mom was scared, scared, scared the first day we went to school. You know, she didn't know what kind of response or things we would hear. 
she was fearing a lot of racism. Since everywhere we went, it was just white, 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 white. Right. And so from there, like, I shied away because there were some comments made from other kids and, you know. That's why it's so important to diversify your areas, you know. Yeah, it's just, and and because of that, you know, there was a period in my life where I felt embarrassed that I knew how to speak Spanish. Like, I saw that as an embarrassment. Mm. And it wasn't until, you know, in middle school where out of nowhere all these Hispanic kids just popped out of nowhere. They were coming from New York and California and New Jersey and just from all over the place. And it's like, oh my gosh, like, it's okay to speak Spanish. It's okay to be different. It's okay to not be, not fit in with what, you know, it's not essentially your race. Like, it's okay. Yeah. So I just... You know, just growing up in that aspect. And now I'm more comfortable with white people than I am with my own race. When we go to a Mexican store, it's just, I feel so out of place. But it's very true. I'm not. You feel that way. Yeah, it's I just. I can tell it. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what it is. Like, I feel more comfortable going into those stores than you do. Yeah. And I, just, I don't even speak Spanish. <laughs> and I just think, like, growing, you know, like, moving here, it was very uncomfortable But now I'm so used to seeing mostly white, you know, and then, you know, more black than Hispanic. And then when we go to Chicago, there's a bunch of Hispanic. And it's like I kind of forget how how to feel comfortable at home, if that makes sense. Mm. So it's just, you know, and now it's even a, a struggle sometimes. Like, I don't feel as comfortable anymore. But, you know, it's that identity struggle. Mhm. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We just gotta, you know. I mean, do you guys? I mean, you know, do you guys feel that way? I know my sister did for a while. Like she, who refused to speak any sort of Spanish there. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't think I'm the only one, and. You know, if you guys, like, if you guys want to share your experiences with us, if you're bilingual, um, whether you speak Spanish, another language, French, German, Chinese, Japanese, Chinese, Japanese, like, what is that feeling? Like, did you ever move from your, you know, heavy place where your culture was predominant there? Like, it was mostly your culture and then move to an area where it's like, oh my gosh, like... Not everyone is a- yeah. yeah. Not everyone is just like me. There's, you know, it's mostly another race. Mm-hmm. Because growing up white people, I mean, if you were white, you were either Jewish or Pol- is it Polish? Polish. Polish, yeah. <laughs> Not Polish, Polish, yeah. Sorry, so, Polish people. <laughs> so you were either Polish or Jewish. Like you were not like a hundred percent your typical redneck white, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, that was such a culture shock for me. But what about you? I mean, moving from California, mm-hmm. did you notice that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it didn't hit me till the first day of school. When I went to school and my school was not outside <laughs> in open spaced hallways, uh, in trailers. I mean, in California, we had classes in trailers. Like, you know those, um, those, like, moving trailers where, you know, you 
you move things mm-hmm. in, like like uh like restaurant like commercial businesses yeah, have yeah. these things when they're like moving out and stuff. Um, they were basically in those almost. It looked like, but way bigger. Um, and just um, you had your classes in there, and your you had um, I don't know. It was just crazy. Uh, and we had every, uh, like I said earlier, we had every um, different race at our school, at our church in California, um, in our neighborhood, uh-huh. um, at the grocery store, everywhere. Everywhere you went, it was different people. So when I moved here and everyone looked like me, <laughs> um, I don't know. It was, it was kind of it was really different um very very different but not bad different i mean you know it's just it's just the way it is i mean i feel like for you it was a different experience than for me absolutely i mean i didn't speak another language and i didn't look different uh, i didn't look different and i didn't um have a different uh, um home life than you know culture life um you know it was, all right, Monday through Friday, we eat dinner at 5 o'clock. You know, we get ready. We do our homework. We get ready for our next day. Maybe watch half an hour, an hour of TV, whatever. Go to bed. Do it all again. Yeah. You know, wake up at 6, 6.30 in the morning by your dad coming in. Pierce, Pierce, it's time to wake up. <laughs> you know? <laughs> This this gentle wake up. I'm sure I don't know what your wake ups were like. I'm sure they weren't gentle, but <laughs> no, we we had to learn how to be responsible for waking up. Yeah, and if I we mean... didn't, our whew, our parents were not happy about us missing the bus or being late to school. Yeah, uh, we just I don't know. We we just it was different, but. Um... I mean, I feel like it's gotten better. I think Hendricks County has become a little bit more diverse. Oh yeah, absolutely. For um, sure, like it's absolutely it's like shocking. you said. Like you said earlier, though. I mean, people coming from other states and yeah. places back into Hendricks County and and doing and their just, thing. And yeah, I think it's the the feel of I feel like away from the city life. I think parents now. Mm-hmm. Are looking for like scared. safer places. They're scared to have their kids be raised in those kinds of areas. Yeah, because as much as the more, especially where I'm from in Chicago, it's just the the crime rate is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's just not as safe anymore. I mean, we would hear for a while there like, oh, so and so was shot on this corner, and it's like, oh, I would walk by there all the time, or, or I knew him. Or yeah. her, him or her. I remember, I mean... Or family or friends knew that person. Yeah, family or friends knew that person. So it's just, I mean, I think Hispanics are learning more how to branch out from their comfort zones and... Which is good. Yeah, and, you know, moving Which is good for more, everyone. It's yeah, good for everyone. Parts. It's good for them as far as a safer place. And it's good for um, those suburbs area to have more um, culture in their areas. Which yeah. is needed. It's yeah. needed. It is. It's needed. I mean, we can't all just be the same. Absolutely not. I just, you know, one thing that I do wish is that I wish our neighbors when we first moved here, they were more welcoming versus just, you know, straying away from us. 
Um, I know my parents try to, you know, be nice and smile and try to get to know our neighbors. And it was tough there for a while. Like, it was hard. And like I said, it was that language barrier that prevented them from getting to know each other. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that mistrust. Because Hispanics, I mean, we don't, especially my parents, we are not as trusting, but we do make the effort to get to know other people. You Mm -hmm. know, we we try to be likable. We try to, you know, hey, you know, let's make a friend. You know, we're neighbors. You know, our kids are going to play together. Let's be friends. Right. I think the, the, the lesson to take out of that is, is think of the person, not the race, not their, yeah. not their color. Yeah. You know, and I know that there's a lot of things that Hispanics have done to, um, kind of make it look like they like that that person is doing wrong or or the black people or white people anybody any race of people Mm -hmm. have made it look like you know all white people are racist yeah no look at the person before you look at them at the color of their skin that's one thing i would never i never liked is you know we always white people are are stereotyped too as racist automatically and it's just something that i did not like either um, at work, I'm the only Hispanic in my, our team. And then there's only another person who's, you know, she's black and, and that's it. Everyone else is white, mm-hmm. you know, but then in our, if you go to our, the warehouse, everyone is Burmese and, you know, it's a different culture and it's just those differences. You know, I feel welcome at my job, which, you know, I love everyone there. Everybody you know, they know I'm pretty laid back. I'm pretty easy to get along with. I I do love a good racist joke. I'm not immune to those. I mean, like I, I tell people, stereotypes come from somewhere. You know, there's a truth in the, every stereotype. And people who know me, I love a good racist joke, especially that it's about Mexicans. Because it's true. <laughs> you know, I think, like, along with that language barrier, people need to learn how to relax and have fun and not take life or everything too seriously. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think we'll wrap things up for, for now. Um, go ahead. If you, uh, like this episode or, um, give us your thoughts on what you thought about today's episode. We kind of were a little bit all over the place, but yeah. And sorry if it was, uh, a little too much or anything specific on, on race stuff, but you know, I mean, like we said, we can't help it. Episode, it's, it's an open platform and yeah. this is kind of what we talk about. So, yeah, this is you, a little bit of our daily conversations we have as a married and a racial couple. Yep. Thoughts and feelings that we have. So yeah, definitely let us know what you thought, what your experiences have been. Mm hmm. You know, and then what it, how are your New Year's resolutions going there <laughs> since ours are not off to a great start? <laughs> yeah. So, um, let us know what you think and, uh, we hope to see you guys next time. Yeah. And have a good week. Happy hump day. All right. See you guys. <laughs> Bye.